Yo and hello, it's me, Just Call Me T. Marie, and this is the 10th episode. And yes, I had to say it like that, because I'm double digits, y'all. It is the 10th episode of PCPOV, and this episode, we have the lovely Amira Ford. She is an author. She is a life coach. She is a parkour runner. She is a stand-up comedian. This girl literally does it all, and we get into all of it. We have us a little girl talk, you know. Uh, talking about dating, why wanting to be on the move, the importance of setting goals, how to best set goals. It's it's just a whole plethora of knowledge coming from this woman. So as always, pour up, roll one, and let's get into the show. You know he's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me not put that out there. That's not right. Believe <laughs> this is my first podcast. So is it really? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, how so are you? I'm good. I'm here. I'm good. Yes, it's Friday. How was your week? Um, it's been very busy. It's I actually been working at work, so Oh really? <laughs> yes. It's one of those weeks. It's one of those weeks. You couldn't just skate by No, and... just sit on the clock, no. <laughs> Had to put in a little work this week. Okay. Well, you got any plans for the weekend or um, rest and relaxation? I'm gonna take my little cousin parkouring. Parkouring. Yes, she's three and I think it's gonna be epic. A three-year-old wants to parkour. Yo, that is crazy. Yo, when you jump over stuff, like you know, yeah, crazy like when stuff. the white boys be jumping off of roofs <laughs> and yeah, yeah, yeah. I never heard of Oh, you never seen well, the, the Office parkour? Name. Like you never. Seen? <laughs> oh my God, what have you done? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I mean that's kind of cool. How does she come up on wanting to parkour? Well, I did it, and I thought it was epic. And she jumps around all the time, so I was like, "Yo, we got to do it." And then I just started googling stuff, and they have a little kids one. So, so you parkour? No, I just did it once, and I thought it was it was fun. It was fun. You flip, you jump. I have video of it. Like, oh really? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> How acrobatic do you have to be to parkour? You don't. Well, I, I did do a flip, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> You don't have to be that much. You just got to be willing to run and jump, really. that's it. At the end of the day, you're just jumping over stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> Literally. So when... Well, yeah, I think that's what it is. I've, I've lost a lot of my agility a long, long time ago. I've been being a couch potato. Dig it. <laughs> Shut up. But no, that's dope. What about you? What you got planned for the weekend? Uh, my son's birthday is today, so probably another workout session. Oh, my goodness. I might have to... Oh, I hear that. I hear that. Well, well, I may have a card. Happy birthday, son. There's some uh, points on there. Oh my goodness. There's some points. There ain't no money on it, but there's some points. I got one more for myself. Oh my goodness. Look at you with all birthday. the gifts. You're awesome today. So today, my guest is the amazing, amazing Amira Ford. Um, go ahead and tell the people, you know, your name, your age, your occupation, and your relationship status. Okay, I might have to go through that again. So my name Amira Ford, as you guys heard. Um, what was that? My age? I'm thirty. It does no. I think I'm thirty one. <laughs> I think I'm thirty. I'm thirty one. Already at the age where you f- yes. forget. Yes, no, because you have the the epic thirtieth birthday, and then everything after that is kind of like oh my what gosh, happened. Yeah. I'm thirty one, so that's real. Um, what do I do? I'm a life coach, and I'm an author of the book Focus My Life. Yes. Uh, I'm po- I'm, yes. Oh, okay, there is a camera there. Right here. All right. Yeah. Right here. And right here, that one too. And, we and um, just like this. Oh, dope, dopeness. Um, what else? What was the other question? And relationship status. Um, Are you dating? Are no, you single? No, I am single AF and just rebuilding, focusing on me right now, and just you know getting 
slowly getting back on the scene. Mm, that's 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 important. A lot of people don't sit in the singleness. I always I asked that question because the last guest I had, he said he's married to his craft. Ooh, and like he that. can't find a, someone to enter into that threesome. And I was mm. like, that's an interesting way to look at I it. I like that. Because the, as an entrepreneur and as somebody who's a creative, you need people to be willing to not only support you, but be able to understand what it is that you go through. Exactly. And understand the hours and what you got to do to put in. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. What gave you the motivation for Focus My Life? myself because I needed to focus my life really yeah definitely I made it for me and I knew it could work for others so that's why I decided to put it in a book and sell it for other people to use it so they could focus their lives where did you do like the research to find me yo I've been working on honestly for years because I've been had the idea it just took me a while to focus in mm. and actually do it so even like the pre-version of that book I was still I was still like working through how that book was going to turn out really so that is proof that once you put some focus in so what you want to do anything could happen and that's a result of of the book it's so funny that this is in the book itself with the card yes so i met you at uh cups and convos in brooklyn he and i attended together and you had a booth set up mm -hmm. and it was just so interesting like we're there to play games we're there to hang out we're there to have fun drink and carry on and here's this big sign about focusing your life and setting goals and <laughs> you know being productive and then you had the little card which was the find your happiness level and then you you know one through ten you pretty much put what you know, your money, your in fun and enjoyment, family, friends, career, love, so on and so forth. And then you come up with a number. Mm -hmm. And then how did you come up with that whole process of your happiness level? Well, as far as being, I'm a life coach also. A lot of life coaches use the happiness wheel. So most of those are coming from like different areas of your life. So I just took the most important areas and I put it on the card. Um, mm. I first only had nine and then the math was retarded. Uh <laughs> so I was like, yo, we need one more just so we can make it to a make lot. it easier. Yeah. <laughs> so I think physical environment was the last one. But that is so huge because where you spend your time is very important. It has influence on, you know, who you are and what you produce. So I thought it was a good addition. So that's how I got the 10. And then the idea was people know people are happy. I'm not the happiest. I'm like a 7.4. So I'm still working <laughs> on being better. So but other people are happier in areas that I'm not. So I really want to get advice from people that, you know, like if you have a high area in relationships or love, yo, give me some advice. How can I be happy? And I just mm. want to share that happy advice with other people. And then people, of course, have their low areas. So it's like, okay, just because it's low, and the numbers are very subjective. Everybody's numbers are different. But whatever your lowest area is, I wanted people to know that you can just set a goal and make it better. Mm -hmm. You don't have to stay in this low area just because it's low. You can definitely do something. So I try to make a goal with people immediately so they can do something to change that number around and just, you know, motivate people to just be better and be happy. That is so dope, like, for real, for real. So you mentioned that you wrote, you created the book pretty much for yourself. Yes. So once you got done with creating it for yourself, like what was the goal that you were looking to, to accomplish when you started putting all of this together? Make sure it works. <laughs> that was the main goal because I know it works for me, but I want to make sure that other people can use it and it works in their lives also. So it's not just a me thing. It makes sure like, yo, this is not, this can help everybody. This can go really big if people are actually using it, taking the action to their goals. Like people are definitely going to be able to benefit. I mean, I just feel like, so the closest that I think I've ever come to something like this was a 
I don't even remember how I found her. I might have found her like on Facebook, like one of those Facebook sponsored ads. Mm-hmm. She had an Etsy page. Okay. And basically she called it the Life Binder. And it was pages that you would buy, mm-hmm. print them out, and then you put them in a binder. And it's like separated in different things. She had one for travel. She had sheets for, you know, um, goals, sheets for brainstorming, sheets for like organization, habit building. And it was just like pages upon pages. I printed out pages. Yeah. But they're all sitting in the binder. And like, and I, I'm not using any mm. of them. And I was scared of that for the book, too. I, like, people were buying it, but, like, are you using it? How can I make sure people are using it? But the other thing about the goal-setting book is called TME. Um, those mm-hmm. concepts to me are, that's what my company is called, TME Goals. But those concepts are thinking. Are you thinking about your goals? So there's an area in the book where you can think. Um, are you making a statement? Basically, are you affirmating about your goals? Are you talking positively about them? And then E is express. And a lot of people are creatives. Are you expressing yourself creatively about your goals? Even if it's drawing a picture or writing a poem or just doing anything, are you expressing yourself on how you feel about the goals? Mm. And so I feel like with those three things, TME, that's going to motivate you. Because you're not going to talk about something if you're not going to do it, you know? You're not going to draw a picture. You know, and even if you draw a picture and you didn't do anything, I feel like your brain boards, will, Yeah, exactly. your brain will remember it. Exactly. So those three things together, of course, with actions, I feel like it's, you're going to be unstoppable once you start doing it and putting in that. that the actions, of course, is the most important. So how, when you first, like, I guess, because you self-published, correct? Yeah, I did it on Blurb. Oh, wow. So when you first, like, made your first couple of sales or you gave them out to your first couple of people who mm-hmm. tried it, like, what was the feedback that you got? Um, people were, people got really hyped on the color. And I <laughs> thought that was really cool because um, I broke it down to the different colors. So I write it all the time in journals, but you don't ever remember where you went back to that spot. You know, you'll write goals in your journal, but you have to flip and find it. But with the color, you can just flip to, if I'm talking about career, flip to the blue. Spirituality, flip oh, to the pink. Oh, that's why the pages Family. are different Yeah, colors. that's why all the pages are broken down. And then the colors mean something too, of course. Um, I put a lot of color into it. Um, you know, health is green, money's green, um, career is blue, spirituality pink, because, you know, it's close to the heart. But, oh my gosh, yeah, it, it's so definitely, it's, it gets intense once you, you like really adorable, get into it. Y'all. Once you like, really get into it. It's all like... You know, doodles and like graffiti, and I love stuff like that. I love things like this. Like I love, like you don't even understand. I buy journals for all different types of reasons. Like I have one that's just for like my show and like mm-hmm. show notes. I have one that's, you know, just for, you know, dreams that I have. I have one that's like, you know, things that I have to think about and like mm-hmm. questions and stuff like that. But this seems like such an easier way to do all of that. Exactly. And that was the thing. I had a whole bunch of goals, but I had papers everywhere. or it, Nothing was ever together. So my thing was like, let me put all these things together and make sure that I'm doing TME concepts in my life. That's why there's a page for think, page for make a statement, page for express. And of course, my favorite part is the accountability page. Mm. At the end of the, each section, there's a reflection so you can see, hey, did I level up or not? If you go back to your actions, you didn't check off your actions, you can't blame nobody if you didn't level up. You just got to look at yourself and be like, yo, I didn't do half the actions on my sheet. Oh, but, wow. Yeah, exactly. What page is that on? Um, it's at the that. end of each section. At the end oh, of each okay. section. Let me see. Express levels, bro. Oh, ooh. and then there's the long-term goals thing at the back, too. So you could do long-term finance, long-term love, which is what we're going to get into in a little bit. <laughs> And all, this is I think this is so dope like honestly I think this is like really really dope and I can't wait to start scribbling away 
in in that one. So you mentioned about, you know, things that you need. And it's so funny because in preparing to do this show today, I happened to remember, you know, Psych 101 or whichever level it was, like the Maslow's uh, hierarchy hierarchy needs. So did you do any like psychology research behind what you did or was it pretty much just all focused on your personal? No, a lot of research went into it because I've been doing a lot. I read a lot of books all the time. So I've been working on this since I had the TME goals concept since like 2013. Oh, wow. So I've been since then. It, it took, exactly it took a while. I had to focus. <laughs> but since then, like I just been having resources and just books that I've read. So in, at the end of each section, I have like examples of, hey, you should read this book. I think Think and Grow Rich is definitely in there. Um, meditation apps is on there. Just just a lot of things that I like basically got together over the past basically seven years mm-hmm. I just basically put it all into this book so a lot of research went into it but um, I didn't really one on one psych so uh, yeah like it just you said thinking Napoleon Hill yeah thinking oh. grow rich yeah so that's a suggestion you see so I have a lot of, I put a lot of things that people can like you know use as a resource cause like you know basically with with how the hierarchy works is you have your physiological needs air, food, water, sleep mm-hmm. things that your body absolutely needs you have your safety needs personal security employment resources health property I feel like your book kind of fits Right in that second level, like literally like from that second level up. Mm -hmm. Because then after that is love and belonging. We already looked through, you know, you have your love section, esteem, respect, esteem, status. Clearly, if you're using this book, you're going to begin to care more about yourself, take more time and be more, you know, mindful of what it is that you're out here doing. So your esteem will definitely go up. And then your self-actualization is like... That would be the basically book. the reflection too, you know, because you reflected on your life. Giving you, and I think people don't even take time sometimes to think. And that's when I when I be at these different events, I realize how many people don't even take time to think about those areas of their lives. And we live that's not our life, but we don't take time to like think about what we want. We have goals, but we don't have time to even write them. So I feel like if, if you just bought my book and you just wrote your goal down, you're doing something way better than majority of people in life. Mm. You know. I mean, I think that's, well, funny you mentioned that you go to events. I really, really do. I was saying, like, the fact that you set up at something that was meant for people to come to legitimately party and bullshit, how did, like, how do you pick the events that you show up at? Yo, life is random. I think through just actions, because my actions just like, yo, go to 10 events, find 10 events. And I always see Cups and Convos, and I thought they're looking for vendors. I'm like, I'm a vendor. Why not? Why not? There's games anyway. There's people that probably need to focus his life there anyway. I might as well be there as an opportunity. I didn't sell no books, to be honest with you, with you there. But the the feedback that I got from people was amazing. Um, the people that set goals were amazing. Um, the advice that I got was amazing. So sometimes it's not even about the sale of the book. It's more so it's about making those connections. Like, I would have never met you if I didn't sign up for that. That's event. a fact. So sometimes it's not even about me selling. It's just my, be, being a presence in the building and just letting people know, hey, you can be better. You don't have to be better with me, but, hey, take a card, make a goal. Whether you achieve it or not or you contact me or not, that's on you, but, hey, take time, you know? So I feel like as long as I'm there giving people the opportunity, then I'm, I'm doing my part. That Listen, I feel like you go above and beyond because not only did, you know, I sit and do the, hap- you know, what is it, the happiness level quiz lit with you. Because at the time, I was still kind of like figuring out what it was that I wanted to do with the show and everything. 
So I, you know, wrote the goal of I was gonna apply to a number. What I said, like five jobs a day or mm-hmm. something like that. And you know, I was gonna do that from that day up until I got a job. I did not do it five times a day, but you messaging me and reaching out and saying, "Hey, how far did you get on your goal today?" The first time you asked me. I had to tell you the truth and say, no, I didn't do it because I didn't want to lie and, like, you know, be that person. But then I felt bad. I was like, damn, this girl really, like, checked on me to see if I was doing it. So that's why when you asked the second week, I was like, ah, I I did did it. it. I did it. I can say I did it this time. (laughs) How often do you reach out to people from the event? I do it. Like, I give everybody a week. Okay. Um, so they could actually achieve it. And then I always reach out to them the week later and just see. I, if people are, like, they actually respond and say, no, I didn't, I try to re- ask them again the following week or two weeks later. But I usually do it every week just because that accountability means everything. Like you said, it triggered you the first time, <laughs> but the second time, you know? And that's what I want people to just be accountable for themselves. And if, if you need a little help, it's a, it's a it's a text. That's nothing to me, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. I like it. I feel like when you win, I win. You know, when people reach their goals, it's like me reaching my goals because that's, I want to help people reach goals. So it's good news when I hear like, oh, I didn't do it this week, but I did the week after. Like, that's dope to me, you know? And the people that do do it that week, like, oh, thanks for checking on me. It's just, it's just being a person. I I just like helping people. So it's just good to me when people actually achieve what they set out to do. Like, I, I try to do that amongst my friends. I don't know if I could be that, uh, in, 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 uh, I don't want to say engaged, but in involved mm-hmm. with strangers. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like yeah. to me, because like because that can be you know, depending on the person and like the week that they're having, or yeah. depending on you know what happened since they could feel like you know feel judged. They could feel you know what I mean? Like yeah. But I think it's really dope that that you can just go out. Like how many people have reached out and been like, oh my god, I did whatever because of you I you know a lot and I'm in the I'm in the process of like counting I have at least 30 I know for sure being more because I do it because I like it so sometimes it's like I forget like hey you're supposed to be keeping up with this stuff so I'm actually trying to be um, more not productive but make a more organized and like actually make a spreadsheet of the people that actually reached their goals versus the people that didn't and the people that I need to contact more mm. but when I first started off I just wanted to know like did you do it did I help did you know how, how can how can we be better and I'm a life coach so I like motivating people so if they don't reach their goal I'm gonna hit them with get it next week it's no it's no judgment here it's like if you didn't do it this week how can we make it easier so you can do it the following week you know so if your goal was like somebody had went to stop smoking cigarettes and they had 14 a week unfortunately they didn't do it all right cool let's go 16 this week you don't have to be perfect as long as you're trying to get there you will succeed thing is just like just inspiring or motivating people to just keep trying trying you're gonna you're gonna get it anything you want in life you keep doing it you might fall a couple times but you're gonna get it absolutely i feel like any little success is like motivation enough to keep you going like any little like because even, I mean, granted, like, even with being able to say that I applied for those jobs, in the back of my mind, I know I want to do this. So, mm-hmm. granted, even though I need money to keep doing this and, you know, be comfortable, but this, if I should have made a better goal as far as how can I get myself paid from doing this? Mm-hmm. Because I was thinking from a place of, if I just get a job, then I'll have enough money to be able to do whatever it is I want. But it's like, I'm not taking into account the mental, you know, Fatigue that comes from a regular nine to five, mm-hmm. and then am I gonna still be motivated to, to do what come I here do. on a Friday night and sit and talk and be as you know upbeat and you know engaging mm-hmm. uh, as I 
as I am now. <laughs> but um, being, you know, Insta friends with you for so long, how do you bypass like the social anxieties of like talking to new people? Or is that something that you've never struggled with? Yeah, I, I do stand up comedy, so. Wait, I, wait, I don't really, wait, wait. I don't really. <laughs> so this is now, you do job placement. Yes. <laughs> you wrote a book. Yes. You are a life coach. Yes. And you do stand up comedy. Yes. Okay. I'm an advocate for doing what you love. So that's why I like parkour. I do random stuff because I'm drawn to it. I love it. I feel like you do what you love, your passion comes out. So it's easy for you to do. So comedy just came because I really wanted to be a motivational speaker. I just never motivated myself to write a speech. So everybody would just laugh at the stuff I said. So I was like, let me see if I could take this on stage and present motivation in a different way. And oh. so that's what I do as far as the comedy side. And I just pr- promote, like, hey, do what you love. You know, if I could do it, you could do it. So you do stand-up comedy club shows? Yeah, yeah. Get I've out! I've been at, like, Broadway, um, New York City Comedy Club. Um, but, yeah, I've done it all. I've done, I've done, I've been around. I think that is so dope. When's your next show? Why you don't promote your shows? <sighs> I know, and that's the thing i got to be better at because I've been so focused on the book because comedy was second nature. My real deal is, like, really helping people. Mm. So that's why I just start, turned all my focus off of comedy to, like, just promote the book, do more vending events. Um, I go to open mics. I've been, yeah, I've been to, like, three in the last um, couple weeks. But i just really been trying to get the book out there. So that's Do you bring your books to like your comedy, comedy shows? Yes. Yeah, so open mics, comedy shows. I was at a comedy show um, in Brooklyn and Rick Ross came in. Not the big Rick Ross, the OG Rick Ross, Free Ray Rick Ross. Oh. oh crazy story. So I get on stage and it's, I just had finished the book. I took my book on stage, but I never presented it to like the crowd before. So it was like my first time ever doing it. And I was just nervous. Um, I did my jokes. Um, I had the book on stage, but I never promoted it. And then I got all. Two people later, Rick Ross gets on stage with his book. Um, I think his book was called Free Ray Rick Ross. And he talked about it. Mad people bought his book at the end of the show, maybe because he was Rick Ross. But um, I was, like, motivated. Because I was like, yo, you went up there and you did what I wanted to do. Dude. And I didn't get to do it. Um, so I talked to him after, you know, the people calmed down. Like, let me, let me, let me, <laughs> yeah, I, let, yeah, let me do their thing. Right. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to let, you know, let them yeah. get over in, And I'm going to catch you on the walkout real quick. And exactly. be like, hey, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So at the end, I... I Went up, talked to him. I even gave him my book, and he was like, "You're not gonna sign it." He let me sign. I signed it for him, and he was like, "Never go anywhere without a book." Mm. And he told me he was like, "Don't ever be afraid to present your book." Um, we talked a little business. He gave me his number. I was like, "What? Crazy? Are you serious?" Yeah. Man? And at the time, I didn't know he was Rick Rick Ross. You know, I you hear Rick Ross. I, I thought. You know, I didn't know all that he did. So I got his book. I ended up buying his book and just reading it. And his book was actually motivational to me also. Like, he talked a lot about, like, how to, like, not get out the streets, but how to motivate yourself to be better, basically, also. Mm. But since then, I always have a book on me. And it, it people buy books. And I'm like, oh, I do have one. Or people ask, like, actually, I do have one. Thanks, Rick. So I mean, but that 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 is smart. Because- and I've been learning that in like this whole, you know, marketing thing. It's like your comedy would be what they call the champagne. They come, they have a good time, they laugh, they get motivated without knowing that they're motivated. And then at the end, it's like, oh, well, if you feel you felt good here, here's the book. Yeah. You can feel good at home. Yeah. So it, it, it kind of follows that same, you know, pattern. I don't think I could do it. Like as much as I sit and watch stand up and I'll joke and, you know, talk shit with my friends, I don't think I have it in me. 
to like pursue stand up for real, for real. Yeah, it's a whole, it's a beast out there. Um, it's a beast. It's a whole thing. So I respect all the comedians out there that's actually pushing it hardcore because it, it's 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 hard. It's hard. It's about who you know. Um, you have to always perfect your craft. Um, everything's not funny to everybody, <laughs> but you gotta <laughs> Listen, own you gotta own your jokes. Don't we know it? You gotta it. own your jokes, and you gotta just be you. I feel like as long as you're you on stage, whether people are laugh or not, to me, I feel like I have a message. So whether you laugh or not, like just get my message. Mm. And people tend to laugh, and it's like good. But uh, focus your life though. <laughs> you can laugh. And in the beginning of each section, I wrote a story. So some of the stories are funny, um, and it's just about me needing to focus my life. I feel like we all have FML moments. Um, FML, but yeah. instead of it being fuck my life, it's focus my life. Exactly. And I'm like, oh, look at you, re- what yeah. is it called? Reclaiming the narrative. Exactly, exactly. Because we all have those moments in life. And I just want to like highlight that. Like, I'm not perfect, but I am making a difference by setting a goal. And mm-hmm. you can make a difference by setting a goal. So hopefully people are motivated by the stories. Like, yo, Mary, you stupid. But you could be better than me. <laughs> Set a goal, level up. <laughs> Let's do this shit together, you know? That's a fact. That is a fact. Where you sort of, um, my best friend um, made me aware that September is Suicide Awareness Month. Mm. And we just, you know, had the one year, I guess, anniversary of Mac Miller taking his life. You know, there's so many other people that we can, like, literally run down a laundry list. You know, the Amy Winehouses, the, you know, uh, Alexander McQueen's, the Andrew, uh, what is his name? Um, Anthony Bourdain's, like all of these people who lived what seemed like these amazing, great, you know, productive lives. Mm -hmm. And yet they still weren't happy enough to maintain and decided to end everything. Like, have you ever been affected by anybody, you know? No, and not personally, but I personally have suicidal thoughts. Not currently, but I wrote about it in the book. While I was getting my master's degree, the week before my my thesis, you know how you have to, you have to do the big paper. Um, basically, I gave my big. It was four twenty. I definitely remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I, definitely, I gave my speech. I you know I did my presentation, and basically my board of directors was like, um, "Great presentation, but you did it wrong. Um, you're you're." It was invalid. It was an invalid study. I compared two nonprofits. And I've been working on this the whole semester. I quit my job, was taking three full course classes. And the week before graduation, she told me, like, (laughs) you did it all wrong. So literally, I had to write a 70 page, it ended up being 90 pages, um, in a week. And when she hit me with that news, I was just like devastated. Like, (laughs) you know, like you worked so hard. I was so ready for graduation. You told me I didn't. The whole last four months of my life was wrong, so that that hit me hard. That hit me hard. Um, There's more about it in the book, but at that point, I kind of was like, "Fuck this," you know. Let's let's end this. Like, what am I doing right now? And that's when I had to realize, yo, it's not even that serious. At the end of the day, my life is more important than this piece of paper. You know, I did, I did. Hold on, I did pass. I did, I did finish it. I got. I what did finish. you get your master's in? And that's the thing. I didn't even want the shit. <laughs> I didn't even want the shit. I don't even know. <laughs> Sorry. Um, urban studies, urban studies, and f- bullshit. I don't know. I went to college. I went. <laughs> Sorry. What? I went to college. I wanted to get my my certification in nonprofit management. So after I took the certification class, I got the certification. They was like, oh, you have three more classes. You can graduate. So I was like, all right, I might as well take these mm-hmm. three classes. It's only three classes. Not thinking they were like, you know, master course classes. I'm used to taking a lot of classes undergrad, but I didn't think about the three, you know, classes I'll be taking plus the thesis on top of that. So it, t- it put a lot on me and I put a lot of pressure on myself. And I realized 
I created that pressure. Like, mm. I didn't have to put that pressure on me. I It was my choice. And um, I just had to take a step back. Um, I definitely thank my mom for praying. The people that was around me at the time definitely held me down. Um, but that was a point in my life where I was, it was devastating. It was devastating to hear that. that so is, I definitely I, wrote about ooh. that in the book. I put the suicidal number on there. I did talk to a lot of people during that time that helped me, you know, gather, focus my life <laughs> um, <laughs> to make sure that I got through that week. And it was like the long, it was crazy. It was, I couldn't, it was I, I couldn't crazy, imagine. You know? I would have quit school. Like me, I'm the type of person that I would have been like, fuck you mean? I did it wrong. Like where yeah. was you two months ago? And I, you told, I, we had the check-ins because you have to check in with your professor. We had the check-ins. It was just like a slap in the face. And a week before, are you serious? She was saying you up the fail. I don't know, man. That was I'm, tough. I'm, I, there's that no was other. Tough, there's man. no other explanation for that. that she tough. saw a young, ambitious black person, and set you up to fail. And I don't know this woman from a hole in the wall, but there's no other explanation for know. that. There's no way that because I've done, you know, final projects for undergrad, like seeing, like I had a project management project, mm-hmm. and basically it was like we had to. Uh, come together as if we were running a tech company oh, and cool. it was like you know you had somebody who was in charge of you know R&D you had somebody in charge of the website mm-hmm. and I sucked as a project manager <laughs> which was the takeaway from that class but clearly that was a trigger I hated that class and I hated <laughs> those people and I yeah. I didn't really talk about it when it happened but I was at one of those moments where it was just like if this if, if this is the class that keeps me from finishing my bachelor's like I'm fucking done yeah like, <laughs> legit that's what it is if that class would have kept me be- yes and at the end of the day you know that's what we want to do we want to pass we want to win so. but we want to do it in things that we actually want to do so you did all of that work for that degree and you don't even want to use it oh I wanted the nonprofit certification so I could run a nonprofit. That's what I really wanted. So, and then if I would have like just stayed true to that, I would have been done with school. But then it would have been like, oh, you could have got your master's. You could have made more money. It, I don't know. At the end of the day, I made it. So everything for a reason. So I'm, That's true. I, I'm thinking that. And I'm, that and I got I'm pretty through. sure it'll come back around. Like those yeah. skills and everything that you learned going through all yeah. of that. Those were always exactly, always and the come people that I met during those classes too, because those people held me down too. So I feel like everything for a reason. I met the right people. Um, I did finish, and it, I got a story out of it. <laughs> I got a story. Everything is content, sis. Everything is content these days. Like, yo, that was crazy. So anybody thinking about it, just take the pressure off yourself. It's not that nothing's that serious. Life is. We we're here to enjoy life, have fun. Um, don't put pressure on yourself for things. That's a fact. So you mentioned that you're single AF. Yes. So what does that mean? Is that single and dating? Is no. that single and just, you know, chilling? Is that single and if it happens, it happens? It's single and focused. <laughs> I have plans on getting a van and traveling, taking my book, doing workshops across the country. So I feel like right now to be in a relationship, I was in like a long-term relationship. So to me, it's like this freedom is great. Um, so I want to be able to... Can we talk about the relationship or is that still a a wound that hasn't fully healed? It hasn't fully healed, but we can talk about it because the dude's birthday is tomorrow. And he did call me literally a week ago with news that he's getting married and his wife or his fiance is pregnant. The fuck he called you to tell you that for? (laughs) God knows. I'm a good person, I guess. I guess he wanted to, um, before I found out, I guess through social media, he wanted to like... Um, Wait, how long had y'all been broken up? And that's the thing. I moved to New York, and our relationship was, like, long distance. I don't know how long we've been broken up. I guess I would say since I've been to New York, but 
we was trying to make it work. I thought we were trying to make it work. So I don't know. I would say for real, for real, like we haven't really communicated on that level for like maybe a year and a half. Wait, maybe so you said when you came to New York, where are you from? I lived in Texas. That's where I went to school. I went to UTA, um, University of Texas, Arlington. Um, okay. And after I graduated, my sister was moving to Philly, so she had a U-Haul truck. So I was like, yo, I'll, I'll drive your truck with you. She was taking her car. And after I got to New York, I was born in Brooklyn. It was just like, oh, all this opportunity. Comedy was big. I could, you know, comedy clubs was more out here. Like, I could do what I love and pursue my passion. End up getting a job and just living and loving really? it. Really? Yeah, so I kind of ran away. didn't run away. <laughs> I think that's the story in um, the love section. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I ran How away I from love, go. but it didn't chase me. Because I really thought we was together that long. Like, if you really wanted to be with me, like, where's the ring? Like, we, it was more than, like, nine years, ten years. Girl, you know? Pause. Pause. <laughs> you were with him for nine to ten years with no yeah, commitment of... We lived together. I mean, I felt like the commitment was there, but the commitment wasn't there. <laughs> well, to my knowledge. I mean, no, I mean you never know. years, girl. Yo, who are you telling? But it was a learning experience. He was a great guy. He still is a great person. Um, but... Life, y'all. What's for me is for me. So clearly, you, you're right. the shit wasn't for me. <laughs> you're right. So you're right. Um, and just, I'm out here. So everything for a reason. That's just so much. I mean, for one person. I mean, granted, you guys didn't ended up. Do you have kids? I mean, no, I do not have right. children. I was about to say, like, for y'all to have been together for that long and then you know it not pan out, like. Did y'all ever have talks of marriage or anything like that? Like was in that the even beginning, in the... I want to say yes. Maybe coming down to the end, maybe because I was still like trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Do I want to pursue comedy? Do I want to live in New York? I feel like I avoided the conversation. I feel like, the... mm. and I never really was like, oh, I want to get married. I, didn't, I wasn't. I'm still not that chick. Eventually, I would like to get married, have a family, but I wasn't pushing it. Like my friends around me was getting married, but it was nothing that I felt like. I had to do, mm. you know. I feel like if he wants to marry me, like I'm not gonna. We don't. You, you marry me. You propose. You be a man. You do what you need to do. I shouldn't have to be like, hey, babe, do you want to get married? Or hey, you know, I feel like, nah. Yeah, you, I, I need mean, somebody I, that's gonna lead and take. If you want to do that, do that. You know. Yeah, I can't. I can't do the leaving hints and leaving. You know, yeah. ring pages on his website. <laughs> like, girl, I hear so many stories, but I, I, I believe you wholeheartedly because I, I spent a, a huge chunk of my, you know, what they call them, my prime, uh, with one person, mm-hmm. and it didn't pan out in a, you know, relationship, marriage, whatever, mm-hmm. either. The only difference is we are still friends to this day. And we still joke like we have a pact like if, you know, we get to a certain age and we're mm-hmm. still, you know, kidless and spouseless, then we'd be like, fuck it, we want to, you know, get back <laughs> together. Try, but yeah. or you really have to have somebody who's either equally as busy mm-hmm. or they're more understanding than the average. Yeah. Because it's just like with you traveling, you said you were going to like Philly and you... You travel all over the... You're always at events. I've always seen you on Instagram. Like, you're constantly posting. You're constantly out there getting your book to the people. Somebody has to be either willing to take those trips with you mm-hmm. or willing to chill at home and talk to you, you know, when they talk to you. So. Yeah. And I want somebody that's going to do both. Like, do you. I want to see you succeed. Do what you love and all that fun stuff. But I also want that support and that understanding. Like, hey, I, babe, you do you too. So I needed something more, like, you know... Mutual. And he was he was cool. And he's doing his own thing. Shout out Jimmy. <laughs> he did open up a restaurant after I left. <laughs> so maybe I was a distraction. <laughs> uh, see, I don't have that. I don't have no ex that went on to do better. 
If I was bad luck and I left them, then they would have done better. I'm not I'm not that girl at all. I am the I support your dreams. I support whatever whatever you say you want to do. I'm going to It's so funny. So speaking of comedy, Walt from Black Ink, he did a comedy show and his <clears throat> one of his jokes was, you know, women be more invested in their man's goals than the man. It's like you tell a woman, you know, mm. babe, I want to do I want to do this. By the next day, she got the plans, she got yeah. the applications, she knows where to send, she got this number, da da da, da babe, go ahead. I'm, I was always that girl. Anything that a dude, you know, came to me and said he wanted to do, it was, here's How can this, I support here's you? that, How here's blah, 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 yeah. here's the school, here's the program, here's the, you know, all of that. So the fact that my exes ain't been on they shit, that ain't got nothing to do with me. That's yeah, dumb. everybody has their own shit. personal choice. Maybe they need to go get a mirror book so that they can focus <laughs> their fucking life and get their shit together. How about that? Facts. <laughs> Facts. Focus. Trying to come at my neck, talk about I'm bad luck. Nigga, bye. I'm a fucking joy, okay? I am a ray of sunshine out this motherfucker. Um... This was just something stupid. I just are you superstitious at all? Um, I try not to be, but a little bit, a little bit. Like, what are some of like your top superstitions, especially when it comes to like things like focusing? Because a lot of times people say don't tell people your goals or don't tell people mm, things that you want heard because that. they'll wish bad on it and it won't happen. Yeah. Or like you know, don't count your chickens before they hatch and yeah. stuff like that. How do you combat that with you know being optimistic and wanting to put forth goals and aspirations in the world? I think really at the end of the day, um, just having God as a foundation, Amen. you know, I feel like you can say, you can hate on my goals or you can talk or whatever, but as long as I'm praying and I'm, I'm taking actions and I'm accountable to myself, then nothing, no bad luck, no superstition, I feel like is really going to be able to touch that because I have a bigger power. <laughs> I mean, you know? that's, 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 that is very true. Like, that is very, very true. And I find like a lot of people... Not that I judge people for not being spiritual or that I judge people for not having a belief system, but I do find the funny way that things happen to work a lot is the ones who would benefit from it the most mm -hmm. usually don't have it. But then on the flip side, the ones who do, you know, claim to be spiritual, religious, and all of those things, they don't necessarily always display, mm. you know, those traits. Like, I know for me, like, it, it's probably hard for a lot of people to understand just how deep my faith runs because I curse like a sailor, I'm, you know, I drink and all of that, and and it might not be the most Christ-like walk or mm -hmm. journey. However, if you are somebody who's close to me and you know me, you know that I'm, you know, the most giving person, the most helpful person, I'm helping you, you know... I'm the ear, the shoulder, you know, the soundable, all of that stuff. So how do you usually, like, align yourself, like, when you're in these different spaces? Like, is, like, your faith at the forefront or is that just something that's personal to you? Um, I feel like it comes out when it comes out. I mm. feel like I don't try to present it as, like, oh, my God, look at me. God loves me. or But I feel like in my core, I know he does. So if it comes out through conversation, if it comes out through my actions, then that's how it should flow. But I don't try to, like force people to like you know hey you should follow god you should do this you should do that i'll give you a suggestion but hopefully it's all coming from a genuine you know place 
Do you ever like pray about like what you're gonna say to people, what you present to people, like when you do your stand-ups and stuff, or like what your general message is gonna be? Like yeah, pray or meditate on any of those definitely. things. Definitely, and I need to do it even more. I should have did an extra prayer before I walked in here and you uh, talk about relationships and shit. But um, I definitely always try to you know put God first and like you know pray in my own way, say mm-hmm. a little something. And even um in the book, I tell people like sometimes I feel like you think you know what you need to focus on. So sometimes it's not even the low area that you need to focus on so I put all the all the areas on like a piece of paper I say a quick prayer and that's how I pick my personal focus points I, I hmm. pick it by random because I feel like if I saw what I needed I'm gonna think I need love right now I think I need this but really Amira no you needed spirituality really Amira you needed personal growth so the only reason my I'm focused on personal growth right now is because that was a random pick you know, mm. I, I should have probably been focusing on, I thought I needed, you know, the love and, you know, focus on the career or focus on, you know, finances. But God told me or what, however I picked it, it was like, yo, nah, this is your focus. And this focus area has took me through a journey. I'm not mm. eating meat right now. I didn't drink in 21 days, in 18 days. I haven't smoked. I haven't done anything. So it's put me in this whole new, like, mindset that I wouldn't have done on my own if I was like, hey, personal girl, hey, you should work on this. Nah, man, I need, I need some, <laughs> you know, like, like, let me get on Hinge real quick. Like, come on. You but, know, uh, I think everything works like, you know, how it's supposed to, everything for a reason. You know what? I think you're right. Cause I want to say at the beginning of the summer, me and my homegirls, we had like, we were all single, you know, we were like, yeah, we're going to go out. We're going to do this. We had went and did fucking speed dating together that's how much energy we was giving into it yeah to going out and wanting to find another person Mm -hmm. and it just so happens that from then till now only one of us has managed to be in like a relationship relationship. however for me i feel like we go to speed dating and i have fun it was interesting met a bunch of characters (laughs) so afterwards we decided to go out I met somebody, mm-hmm. and me and that person try to like hang out and you know talk or whatever. And he's the first person who actually got me into podcasting, like official, official. Like Ooh. I would guest host on different people's shows. Mm-hmm. I would like you know call into different people's shows and shit like that. But actually being like a feature on a podcast, I did all of that through that guy. And I did a couple of episodes, like maybe ten episodes with them. But then we ended up splitting up. I don't know which one I was mad at more, whether we split up as a group or whether I, whether we split up because he and I had stopped talking mm. or whatever it was. But at that moment, I really realized that all of the things that I said I didn't want to do as learning that, I was then forced to because now I developed this habit of liking to get in front of a mic, get to talk to different people, have a lot of these conversations. Like I said, I'm socially awkward as fuck. Like, I can't go out and talk to random people wow. and like, just start conversations. Like, I couldn't I can tell that. You seem like you, you could talk to Girl, people. Girl, see, the thing about it is, is I a lot of people get this confused about me. Confidence and fuck it, they look the same, but they not. They like sugar and salt. Like From the outside, you'll think they're the same thing. But I just have more fuck it than I have confidence to where it's just like, if somebody judges or feels a type of way or whatever, fuck them. What do you want to do? Fight me? I dare you. But as far as, like, the actual confidence of, like, putting myself forward and doing that type of thing, I don't think I would have been able to do it outside of, I guess, that conditioning from dealing with them because it was two other people. They already Mm. knew each other. I was kind of just, you know, in the middle. They were (laughs) too. But now, this being me, 
the amount of support and the amount of like my friends, family, everybody who catches the show and everything, like the emails, the calls, the texts. And I think I told them that all the time. Thank y'all because trust and believe. I, this would have been like a long, if it wasn't for so many people who ask like, when are you going to do this? When are you going to have this sound? And blah, blah, blah. Or what are y'all going to talk about next? Like that kind of keeps me going which well, thank is why thank you to those people because i wouldn't be here if you had stopped so oh. <laughs> thank you for keep doing what you love because it affects other people too like you're impacting other people too so um I, you gotta realize that. i would like to hope so but I, I just talk shit like i don't i don't do nothing special like something like this like who which celebrity is creating freaking life courage journals for people <laughs> that they themselves actually use. Like, granted, yeah. we could have, you know, all the Oprah Super Soul Sunday episodes in the world, but Oprah ain't been poor for Lord knows how long. <laughs> I can't definitely... Oprah can't relate right now. Like, she she just can't. But I think it's, 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 a, it's a testament to, you know, what it is that people actually want to do. And following that and being brave enough to follow that. So there was another question... I asked you about if you were superstitious. It's so funny. So my family is Caribbean. Mine too. Guyanese? What are your family? Jamaican. Okay. My family. So your, your your family don't do turn on lights at six o'clock. They don't do don't give away things. Um in, you in I'll be hearing numbers. that you know, oh, um you don't tell people thank you after they do your hair or don't you if you get swept with a broom, you can't get married or don't let people walk over you, you're gonna be short. <laughs> and I'm like, well, <laughs> too late if that's what I'm, if that's gonna be my reason i'm not getting married because y'all swept me then that's my reason you know I'm, if i'm short because y'all walked over me damn i'm short like <laughs> if i can't help it then if i can't change it myself then yo i guess but i'm not superstitious like that i i am to a certain extent but it's never like a hindering superstition mm. it's always like Oh, like a good thing like you know like it's, I'd never really look at it like, well there was ones where I used to believe that if you open the bag of chips upside down that means you were gonna lose something cause for the longest time that shit used to happen to me <laughs> as a kid like if I accidentally opened the chips the wrong way you lost something I lost something like literally either the next day or not too far behind there but it was it for a long time you couldn't tell me that that wasn't a real superstition um, maybe one that I, I don't know if it's a superstition or more so, I don't know. But I've heard when you see numbers in, you know, multiple like 111 or 222 or 333, that's supposed to be a good sign and they have things that come with it. It means like angels are around you when you see those numbers. So I don't know if it's a superstition, how true it is, but when I see 111 or 222, I'm like, I get happy. I So I, I try to take superstitions in a positive way then. Mm. And it's because then I see them, I'm like, 333, oh shoot, I'm getting money soon or whatever. <laughs> you know, whatever those numbers mean, I have. I think I have it in my phone. It, I just take it as like, if I'm going to be superstitious, let it be for my benefit. Don't let it be for the negative because I don't want to, you know, I don't want to think about those types of things. I want to focus on the good things that are happening to me. So I think that's maybe one thing I've been looking for lately is like, oh, I'll be seeing numbers on that license plates or on phone numbers. It's like, oh, shoot, like angels are here. You know, just a positive way to that's be dope. superstitious, I, I guess. Just, I don't know. I feel like uh, you kind of give things whatever it is that they're supposed exactly. to mean. Like with the potato chip thing. That was never a thing for nobody <laughs> but me. Like I'm pretty sure I'm the only person on the planet and whoever I tried to convince yeah, I never heard as that. a child. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've tried to convince a number of people like, that that was... That yes, like don't do it. Like, yes, I was that person. Let me make sure mine is all right. <laughs> like, yo, I don't need to lose shit out. Yeah, let's, let's, not, let's not bring that back. You mentioned you want to take a truck around the country a van home yes yeah. so i've been saving for a van i've been actually looking for some lately 
And I think it, it's fun. Like, it gets me excited. Um, and then I found out, because I follow van life, hashtag van life, and you, you see people deck out their vans. It looks like little condos. We in New York. Um, people's vans look better than people's houses. So <laughs> it's dope. And then I found out we- they have a black van life, hashtag black van life. So there's other people of color out there actually rocking it in vans because I wasn't seeing that. And somebody put it on the forefront, like, hey, how can we not show people of color actually out here doing this stuff? So I started following the black van life, and it's dope. I'm like, oh, yo, we could click up. We out here. Like, we could do this. So I'm not the only one. Yo, it is, I'm going to show you a picture. I be posting them all the time. They are dope. But you see that and you think hippies. You think yeah, that's people what my uncle says. You, li- you think cults. You think, like, you don't think, you think homeless, you think homeless, bohemian hippies when you think of people living in vans. Yo, you should see the what I get my family. They, like, my uncle. Yeah, yo, look at this. You wouldn't live in that. Bruh, where are you washing your butt? I, I, let's not get into the technical stuff. Just look at that. <laughs> let's not, let's not get there yet. That's not, that's not that part. But you gotta get a gym, a gym membership. <laughs> I just, Yo, already, um, half of us are paying for gym memberships and not going, so you might as well. We all got it. So, um, Planet Fitness has the most. Yo, they are so dope. I'm so. <laughs> Why is it like that? Or maybe I'm gonna just say that's the men's side because the women were better. <laughs> Or have your slip, slip. You have your slip flop. I just, it looks dope. Like, don't get me wrong. I just, and I like to travel, so I think like, yo. But what are you gonna do about Wi-Fi? What are you gonna do about? I'm not there yet. (laughs) I don't know, but yeah. These are international. They're not fast enough. Uh, And then you know you can. There's Starbucks. There's always places. Yes, I'm using my hotspot on my phone, and it's not fast enough. Fast enough when you're on the road. Yeah, right. You make it work. I, I, I just believe, like, it's going to work. I could do it for a vacation. I couldn't do it as a lifestyle. Like, lifestyle. I couldn't do it as a... I am. I must be. I must... I... First of all, mm. first of all, if, if you if you really, if you want to hit a really real, half my wardrobe is not fitting anywhere near See, in that van. Yeah, that is. You're not taking half your wardrobe. You're you can't. Yeah. You got to. Everything is a necessity. No, fuck, it's not. <laughs> Everything is a necessity. Are you what? crazy? They had this um, challenge. Um, you had to only wear 33 items for, I think it was two weeks, um, including your jewelry, including your shoes, including like all your piece, clothes. Like piece, individual, yes, like 33. 33 individual. Yes. So if I'm, I think at, it was, it was three if I'm at 33 with one earring, I can't <laughs> put done. the other earring on? <laughs> you can't put on clothes. You're done. You're just wearing your earring out. But basically, it's a challenge to see. Uh, and then you, you get real creative. You you get real creative. I will challenge you to do it for a week. I have five pairs of black leggings, <laughs> just black. They're different styles, different what textures. What has my model been for like the last year and a half? Less is more. Mm. But that's, that's you and your life. That ain't got nothing to do with me. Yeah, because you gotta think about how much money we spend on this stuff. How bad do you need five different pairs of the same? You know, not the same black leggings, but who's knowing the texture is different on that? Me, you, know? you have your <laughs> leggings for hot days, leggings for cold days, <laughs> leggings when it's chilly, leggings Yo, to work out. I haven't worn a pair of sneakers in two years. Good, two hundred pairs. Oh, wow. just sneakers, like no duffel bags, no sneakers. I mean, no suitcases, just. Sneaker boxes. And you was passionate about it? Did you talk about it? Blog about it? Sell them? Flip them? Or you just... Okay. I think one time I sold at least like 10, 15 pairs. I kind of made them all like these boys ran off. Okay. See, that's what's up. That's what's up. That could be a hustle. 
Um, but... <laughs> I'm down oh, to 100. Oh, I'm keeping okay. the rest. Oh, so, <laughs> now, so he can have 100 sneakers, but I can't have five pairs of leggings? You see the hypocrisy? I'm scared of I haven't bought a pair since in two years. I used to buy sneakers every week. Mm. So what made you um stop or change that? What? The, the get rich job. Oh, Nick, um, Napoleon Hill? Mm, rich Dad, Poor Dad? Yeah. People always talk about those books and I... They're good. Yeah. They're good. And yeah, it's, it's all about mindset. That's the, that's the main uh, thing. Huge of it. Well, one of them is one of the, I forget which one it is. I think it's uh, the first one that y'all mentioned. I think that's yeah. the one that's on YouTube as an audio book. Yeah. yeah. Somebody sent me the link and told me to read it or listen to it, rather. Listen, the only personal development books that I've really, like, gotten into... Shut the fuck up. You see what I mean? The disrespect. First of all, that is an urban fiction. That is not a personal development. You asshole. No, I read a finance book that taught me how to save. Okay. And that kind of got me out of, like, I was able to get myself out of debt because I had a shit ton of, you know, consumer debt coming out of college. Um, it helped me save a substantial amount of money for when I needed it. Mm. Like, before, I was still going out, hanging out, brunching, carrying on, mm-hmm. and all the foolishness. But now... Now you're thinking, like, yo. <laughs> no, it's past that. Like, now it's like, all right. But, yeah, but the whole thing with thinking grow rich, being rich is a mindset. Yeah. Like, everything is mental. Those so people in that book, they were frugal. They, was, they didn't have any big lavish houses. They bought people. They bought other houses already built. You know how people always say, oh, when I get rich, I'm going to buy a house or whatever. Yeah, but most of the people really do. Oh, no, I watch too much Million Dollar Listing to ever buy a, or build a house. I'm renovation all day. All day, and then I know too many people who are in like you know real estate. Like I have a new friend on Facebook every day that's getting a real estate license. So no matter what state I want to go to, I know <laughs> somebody that I can call. <laughs> every one of them, but um, but no, I know you gotta head back to Brooklyn. But I appreciate you coming in. I thank you so much for making time because this was pretty short notice. But if there's anything that you want to plug, anything that you you got coming up, you want to give all of your Insta handles and everything where people can find you. Yeah, definitely. Um, you can definitely go to www.tmegoals.com. Um, everything's on there pretty much. Or you can find me on Instagram, TME Goals, or Yo, it's Amira. I usually do I post comedy on there? Sometimes I post comedy, but that's my personal page. And I would just tell everybody just make a goal. If you can, take the quiz, whatever your low area, make a goal, hit me up. I'll definitely keep you accountable for that week. And if you want me to keep you accountable longer, just let me know. Um, we can set something up. Is that, I was going to say, is that, like, part of, like, life coaching, though? Like, for people who go and actually, like, hire life? That's yeah, a question. Yes, yeah. definitely in getting clients. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so plug your life coaching stuff, girl. What's going that's, on? That's, that's it. So, it's all oh, okay. But I want people to feel comfortable. Like, I feel like you you part of my team. If I'm coaching you, you got I got to feel like we're a fit, like we can get along, like, we like each other, you know what I mean? So I don't want to impose my coaching on people unless they want it. So if they make a goal, they like how it works out, then we can talk. You, you want me to keep keeping up with you? How much that costs and how long? And we can set up packages for that. Oh, nice, nice. Well, thank you so much. This has been thank you. an amazing, amazing conversation. I thank you once more because it, it, it's truly, truly a good thing that you're doing. And, you know, you guys... Until next time.